Hello and welcome to the Man in the Lion Mask podcast. I'm Dan and I'm joined as ever by Dom and you're listening to our season preview podcast. And what a packed show we've got for you today. We're talking transfer window comings and goings. Pierce Sweeney who had a short trip and a short stay in Swindon before coming back to St James Park. Predictions for the season ahead, surprise packages to look out for and speculation over where Joel Randall will play. All that and more in this week's episode of The Man in the Lion Mask. Dom, welcome back to um, another podcast, uh, a summer review or preview, I guess we could call it, um, ahead of the new season, which actually we're only about, what, two and a half weeks off. It's starting again now. Um, yeah. So not long to wait until the football starts again after quite a pleasant um, international break over the past couple of months. I mean, I say pleasant, but Exeter City fans will know that nothing good comes from uh, a final at Wembley. Um, no. But there we go. Sick of, sick of seeing sides I support were at Wembley. But yeah, <laughs> in big finals. But yeah. Let's yes. talk extra city though, because that's what we're here to do. And it's been a busy summer so far. Um, I think that lots of city fans have been crying out for, for lots of new faces to come in the door, and they have been coming. Interestingly, I just kind of wanted to pick up as a starting point. Matt Taylor was very vocal last season about a transitional summer, lots of change in the squad, and all this sort of stuff. And you could see it with a lot of the younger players coming in. But is there an argument that perhaps this is more of the transitional summer, despite some of the the more expensive players coming in? Yeah, well, the there has been a lot of ins and outs, but actually, I think I remember. I think we recorded a pod. It might have got got out. It might not have got out. Where we talked about how looking at this summer. You kind of expected Bowman, Collins, Joel Randall, Randall Williams, Josh Key, all to kind of like kind of go because you know, arguably they're too good to be playing for us. And even despite all the outs, um, we've managed to keep on hold of like, well, we've managed to keep hold of that young core. Like Randall Williams was always going to go. Bowman, I think we just got an offer we couldn't refuse really. And like, you can't refuse the opportunity for someone to go and play at a higher level. Like that, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, from a transitional standpoint, um, the the out the ins that we've got key core positions in the side have kind of had to be renewed. Um, so it's going to be interesting, and it all kind of follows on from uh, Matt Taylor's interview that he gave. I can't remember whether it was to the club or to the Express and Echo about the transfer plans for the summer where and like who was going to come in, who was going to leave. And he was like, oh, we're going to get four or five marquee signings. And then he was kind of like, and yeah, and there's all just basically like summed up. It was like, yeah, and there's all just trash leaving as well. Well, it was a bit more in detail than that. He then yeah. went through each of the pieces of trash that were on the way out and kind yeah. of explained why he thought they were trash. Um, yeah in extensive detail but but yeah no I, I remember the one you're on about and then he and then after that interview it, like I was kind of expecting these signings to come in quite quickly then because the season was over like transfer yeah. window was open 
but we kind of had to wait and wait and wait really for these new new signings to come in and like in fairness they have but like they made us wait didn't they a little bit it was it's kind of that old you know you wait forever for a bus to come along and then three come at once because there's been sort of a flurry of activity in the last couple of weeks I mean obviously Matt Taylor set himself up with talk about marquee signings how many I mean we well let's go go through them you know you've got um Roe that's come in from Villa at left back George Ray at centre-back, Dieng in centre-mid, Giovanni Brown, Sam Nom, um, Josh Coley and Scott Brown in, in goal. How many of them are, are marquee signings? I think one, maybe two at a push. I think... I think Nom is like, yeah, yeah, one, two. Like the the thing with not like the rumor is oh, it's an undisclosed fee, but the rumor is he's the most it's the most we've ever spent on a player. Like he's the record signing. Which I think we spent about hundred grand on Stockley. I think yeah, that was the the previous record. But so I don't think it's like way above that. But I think it is. No. It, yeah. Basically, I've heard it is above it. The other interesting thing on a lot of these, like Dieng and Roll both on one-year deals, which is a kind of departure from what our previous kind of like... So Dieng, you can kind of understand, he's, he's kind of late 20s, he's 29, isn't he? Like one-year, like, kind of roll the dice almost. Roll, young left-back, picking him up from Villa straight out in the academy probably have hoped to have tied him down a bit longer than a year but maybe he wasn't going to come yeah if like he was going to be two years three years deal he would have been like no and i guess you don't know you know ryan bowman allegedly had a, a contract extension that the club triggered last summer or at some point last season i guess we don't know whether roe has yeah. that or one that he might be able to trigger himself or something like that so I mean, yeah. I guess that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, and I was quite surprised to see some of those those one-year ones because, I mean, I think even like, even Rory McArdle, who has since left, but he was even given a, a two-year deal, I think, at the age of like 35. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit strange to see some of these sort of 12-month contracts. I think I think in general, I think we've done well. I think we've... I'm actually like quite pleased with the pickups. I think... Well, let's see how they play, of course. But like, I think it's it was looking a bit bare in midfield before Dieng signed. Like, looking at the outs, though, apart from well, Sweeney's Sweeney left and came back, so he's that's does fine. He, does he count? Does he count as an out? He is, um, is he an out? Or, yeah, but. We didn't see much of Page last season. What we did see, he was good, but he was injured most of the year. Are you surprised that he ended up at Harrogate? Yeah. Like, is that a money money thing? Probably. I, mean, I think he's been given a two-year deal there as well, so maybe it's the length of yeah. contract. Because, I, I, to be honest, I thought that he was an exceptionally good player. Um, could have easily been playing League One st- level football. But yeah. like you say, we just didn't see enough of him last season. And I don't think that 
that clubs are prepared to give sort of a longer yeah. term contract to a player that's not got that consistency of performance. And in in his position, don't want to labour this, but we have got Rowe and Sparks and Hartridge at a push. So like maybe we were just like, look, here's a one year deal. Take it or leave it, kind of thing. We've got the cover, and maybe you just got a better deal outside Harrogate. Taylor, like, like he's moving back home. Apparently, that's fine. Whatever. He's he, like, you can't be angry at the guy. He's played like every single season. He's played well for us. Like, it's not. He's come up, come off the back of a great season as well. Probably yeah. one of his best. Yeah, so. definitely. So yeah, no, um, don't grudge that. Williams was always out the door. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm I am surprised that he's got a championship move to Hull. I mean, I know that Hull were in for him last season, but I I just yeah, don't see a championship yeah. player there at the moment. Not after last season, certainly. Like he is he gonna be a warm in the bench and then maybe a Christmas loan move to League One? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Fisher, I don't know. Like I was always a kind of Fisher believer, but I'm not. It's not a big loss to be honest. Sad to see Will Dean go. I thought yeah. he had promise, um, but maybe it's more about he need, he wanted to be playing football. Like he's gone to Truro, is it? I like, think so. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what that is. Maybe the pathway's not there for him at centre back, especially because we've got Ray and Stubbs. Hartridge has established himself. And Sweeney. And Sweeney as well. So maybe the pathway's not there for him at centre back. And he was just like, look, I need to I need to go and play some football. And then you've got the keepers leaving, haven't you? Who I don't know. Like None of them, Me neither of them played that much last season, did they? Because Jockle, Jockle played. I mean, when you consider that a 19-year-old who had never played any professional football in his life before came in and was already sort of above yeah. both of them on the depth chart, there's no... I, I think that they did well for us, but I, I'm not particularly gutted that either of them have gone. Um, and then, of course, Bowman, who we've... we've Touched on, yeah. but maybe not talked about. You know, fair play to him. I think that I think Bowman's a good player, yeah. but I think yeah. that too often he was shoehorned into our side, and we kind of tried to play a certain way because of Ryan Bowman rather than Ryan Bowman fitting the system. If that makes sense. Yeah. In two full seasons, he went. 13 goals and then 14 goals. Yeah, he was good. I just... You don't want to curse the lad, but like Sam Nom, if he like hits 15 goals, 10, 15 goals for his next season, 20 goals, like we'll soon not forget about Bowman, but he'll be like, okay, this guy. And I think one of the... uh... One of the legacies that that we will miss from Ryan Bowman next season is his wife arguing with people on Twitter about mm. his performance. That was always yeah. a highlight. Yeah, um, that was always something to look forward to after the game. I mean, I always said that he was a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde player 
you saw, you know, the the finish he he uh, took against Colchester in the the semi final of the well extra yeah. time in the semi final of the, the playoffs was was excellent. Um, sort of the sort of finish that you'd expect at like championship level football. But then you know, stupid red card against Newport, which probably cost us the game, or well, cost us two points that night. Look, I I think he's a good player. But I think that there's definitely life after Bowman. If there was life yeah. after Stockley, there's life after Bowman. Yeah, I think I think the big criticism was it like how he brought other people into the game. Like he only yeah. he had two in two and a bit seasons. He had three assists. Like he just didn't. And like, I think they were all last season. Yeah, they were all last season. Yeah, he scored goals. He scored important goals for us, and he was like a. Ta- like target man, stand on striker for us for two seasons. So yeah, fair enough to him. And like he gets a crack at a higher level. So yeah, fair enough. Um, the two other, can you call them ins signings? Uh, I think you could call them signings. Yeah, signings. Um, two youngsters, Sonny Cox and Harry Lee, who I think surprised everyone by signing for us I, I mean I think that I can't remember whether, whether we said it on a pod or just to each other but they, we thought they were good as gone Yeah, we've seen it so many times going back to like Sean Goss you know and then coming through to Ampadu Kriseni, yeah, Jay Stansfield how many players have we seen go before they've really kind of got the opportunity to to get there make the mark on the first team and even sign a professional contract. So, yeah, these two lads who have been on trial at some big clubs. Well, couldn't Sonny Cox, yeah. Yeah, four four goals for United. United, Like, in 45 minutes, I think, as well, which is, you know, that's not easy at any level. Um, And Harry Lee as well, he was on on trial at Everton. And, you, you know, I... I don't know, well, the fact that Cox scored four goals probably tells you that he had a good trial. I don't know how Harry Lee's trial went. You don't know what Premier League clubs are, are really looking for, especially with goalkeepers. I think it's probably a bit more difficult as well to, to get in. So yeah. I don't know sort of what opportunities they were offered. But I think it's still a real coup for, for yeah, the club definitely. to tie these lads down. I presume to tie them down, we've promised them first team. Okay, like they're not going to be languishing in the under twenty threes, like for for like the next four years. They're going to go straight into the first team, um, which yeah. you know the, cyn- the cynical way of viewing it is that it just pumps up their value if it goes to arbitration later on. Um, that they've been playing first team week two football since they were seventeen, and given we've only got one goalkeeper on the payroll. Yeah at the moment, other than Harry Lee, you'd kind of feel that he's in with a shot. Probably. Um, seeing think, as Jack Arthur, the other lad, has gone out on loan. Yeah, I don't think he's... I'm not sure whether he's signed a pro deal yet or not. Um, so, so, yeah, I definitely think Harry Lee's going to get minutes. I'm not sure whether he'll get league minutes just yet, but he's yeah. certainly going to play in those Papa John's games and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I'd imagine, and Sonny Cox, he's he's a great talent, and we saw that with him playing at the youth levels last season. There's a real kind of excitement about him. Not to bring this down at all, 
But I feel a bit sorry for Ben Seymour, actually, because I think that Sonny Cox is kind of rocketed mm. past Seymour. I kind of, yeah, to, to kind of forgot Ben Seymour's there, to be honest. It's yeah. Really harsh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's, I'm sure he's going to get minutes probably from the bench initially. Yeah. Um, but, but he's going to get minutes. And I think you texted me the other day to say, like, he's, he's bulked up as well. Like, yeah. he looks... Yeah, he like a weirdly, he came on twice against Tiverton. He was subbed on, then subbed off, then subbed on again. And he looked, yeah, he didn't look like a 16-year-old like lad. He looked like a like an like a man on the field. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah, you've got you've got Nom now, who you presume is a lock to start when fit. Then you've got Seymour. You got Sonny, you got Brown. Um, no. so yeah, let's yeah let's see, let's see where where he goes. But presumably, they're going to get they've been told they're going to get minutes because they've signed multi year deals. So I'm not. It's going to be interesting because they must believe there's a pathway for them to do the deal and then either get a kind of Ollie Watkins kind of, or like, you know, like rather than an Ampadu trajectory yeah. where you go straight to the Premier League, you do yeah, a yeah. kind of Watkins Grimes trajectory where you do a few seasons with Exeter, then you go championship, establish yourself yeah. and then you move on, hopefully. Um, maybe that's a trajectory that they've been kind of like sold on because it's worked well for, for Ollie. Um and if 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 we can kind of replicate that with Sonny and, and Harry, that all the better for us really. And all the better for them, because everyone wins from that. But do you yeah. think that the the minutes that like Joel Randall and Josh Key of and of Hartridge have been offered in the last sort of year is has helped that as well? Yeah, I think there is a pathway. There is an obvious pathway now, like for them and it's, it's it's interesting because like we we've obviously had to cut cut the budget playing budget down because of COVID and the pandemic, and that's helped us with these youngsters. And it just so happens we've had because like for I can remember we were saying on pods it's like you want to bring through talented youngsters, but not talented enough like not so talented that they get nicked before they become useful players to you. You want yeah. talented players that kind of, you almost want talented players that develop later because they're getting experience at League Two. So you can at yeah. least benefit from them at League Two while they're on like cheaper wages and then sell them for a profit. Whereas yeah. like the Ampadus, the Crescenis, the Jay Stansfields, you don't really benefit from them other than the money you never benefit from a kind of performance perspective or from a league perspective. Um, but hopefully we can kind of have our cake and eat it with like Sonny Cox, Harry Lee, Josh Key, Joel Randall, Archie, Hartridge. Like hopefully we can kind of like get the best of both worlds with them. Cause you want them. It sounds really bad. You don't, you almost don't want them to be League Two players, like forever to be League Two journey. You want them to go on, like you don't want to be watching them for their career at League Two. You want them to do better, 
and for the club you want them to do better. Like, let's hope to get some minutes this season and like we can kind of have a good seat. They have a good season. The club has a good season. We can kind of like get some momentum going. Cool. Yeah, I completely agree. Cool. Um, let's take a look then at sort of what we what we think about the the squad so far, and maybe do like a what we reckon the the starting lineup is going to be for like the first game of the season, and um, yeah. go sort of position by position. Obviously, this is recorded before any more incomings come in, so there may yeah. well be changes to this. Um, but let's start in goal then. There's, there's two players to choose from here. Hmm. Um, Harry Lee and Scott Brown. Scott Brown obviously coming in um, uh, as a veteran, coming in as like a player-coach sort of role. Um, but he's played a decent number of minutes for, for Port Vale last season um, and comes with sort of quite quite a high reputation from, from their fans. Do you think... Taylor's going to go with the youth of the experience in the first game of the season here against one of the League Two's favourites this season in Bradford. Yeah, he's going to go for the experienced keeper, isn't he? It's not Taylor's. Unless, like, this is Brown's been in net for a couple of the last couple of like preseason friendlies. Um, I just you just kind of feel that he's going to start. Like yeah. unless Harry Lee's been is sensational in training or something others and and you just feel that Brown's gonna start. Like it might be a position where we need to look at bringing someone in, maybe. I mean Jockel Anderson's still there. He's the one that all the fans want. That Matt Taylor said that he wants to come back. He hasn't moved anywhere else yet. Like, hasn't maybe he was on where was he? He's up at Morecambe. He was on trial at Morecambe, wasn't he? He appeared in a pre-season friendly for Morecambe the other day, I think. There you go. I might be wrong there, but like I thought he'd he'd kind of he hadn't signed with anyone, but he was like having trials and stuff elsewhere. So maybe there's a bit he he did perform well, he performed really well last season for us. So there's obviously a bit of like there might be a bit of a market for him this season rather than like an emergency loan to Devon. Well, I think the Matt Taylor's been quite clear about how he regards him. And I think that, you know, he's probably exploring his options. And if there isn't an opportunity, then we might well see him. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I can't see us at the end of the transfer window ending up with just Brown and Lee as our options in goal. I think that mm. there's another player coming in. Because, I mean, you're talking about, what, a 16, 17-year-old and a player that's a player coach. I think that there's yeah. another... There's another player there that's, that's there's a, probably there's a midway. There's a midway point. <laughs> Someone that's Somewhere. not like 16 or 36. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's that's goal. Um, moving on to defence then. Um, now, obviously, we played with the four for most of last season. Looks like Taylor might be thinking about a change to a five, given what we've seen in pre-season. Yeah. So we're not quite sure how we're gonna line up in the first game of the season. But let's take it position by position. So we'll start with the right backs. You've got Josh Key and Jake Caprice there and Sweeney potentially um, who who can Ooh. fill it. Um but but we've seen him I think that of, I think that yeah. That's cover. Like to, yeah I wouldn't like to see that. That's that's real kind of cover. Um yeah. but um yeah so Key and Caprice I mean 
kind of picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah, I think like I think whether it's right right back or right wing back, you start with key. Yeah. And then then you've got Caprice there. But like if if say we're doing four at the back and you might want to push key further up the field, you've always got that option to put Caprice at right back and then move key into right midfield. Yeah. Um but yeah, you'd you'd probably you'd probably go with I'd go with key starting. Yeah, no, I agree. I interestingly I think that if you're playing with a five, that might help Caprice a bit. I think that that giving that freedom and that cover behind him, yeah, uh, to push on probably probably helps him out a bit. Um, so so yeah, uh, but but yeah, you're right. I think the key's the automatic starter there. Um, but but I'm sure that we'll see plenty of Caprice. And um, moving over to the other side, their left back. So we've got at the moment after Page left, and um, we've got uh, Jack Sparks, and we've got Rowe. The, the young lad who's come in from, from Villa and potentially just like Sweeney on the other side, Alex Hartridge could potentially fill in if there's an injury crisis or is needed. Yeah. Sparks or Rowe then, what do you think Taylor's going to go with for, for this game? I think if he's I, I think if he's fit he goes with I think he goes with Sparks and he kind of like says to Roe, you've got to win the shirt. You know, you hear Taylor go all the time every season. He's like, you've got to win the shirt. So I yeah, think yeah. he gives it to Sparks and gives it and says, gives it to Roe and says, look, you've got to win the shirt off Jack. Um, now, you never know what's happening in training. Roe might be just, you know, he's come from Villa. He's not like, he's not some kind of scrub we've picked up. So he might just be like, no, actually, this guy's ace. Let's get him in there. Um, so, but I'd expect Jack to probably start left back, left wing back. Um, but again, like you have got that option with Jack that he can play further up the field. So if you were in a four, like you play role and might push Jack Sparks further up the field. If you if we were short on options, at, you know, if we've got a bit of an injury crisis in attacking left midfield or left midfield you, you can always put Jack Sparks up there so yeah I think we've got options either side full backs this time we've got cover and like attack it like I think we're going to be much better going forward than we are defensively solid yeah but which is why moving on to the centre backs it's good that we've got it kind of like Sweeney on the right, Hartridge on the left, guys who can play, who are suited to those positions in a back in a back five, of kind of like the wide centre backs, um, because I think I Taylor might go like <laughs> he might go like full full Southgate and play uh, five at the back plus like Dieng and Atangana. Yeah, no, potentially. Uh, yeah. Potentially. Or like somewhat like Asangana and Archie Collins as deep and, and play deep and like just set up the kind of like block, deep block kind of thing. So um 
So the, and obviously the other centre back is um, well centre backs are Stubbs, who's somewhere, Stubbs. yeah, somewhere well, in the wilderness. Stubbs, I mean, we've seen absolutely nothing of Stubbs. He's been at the club for over six months now. Obviously, came in injured and riddled with COVID, apparently. Yeah. Um, but allegedly, is nearing or at full fitness, and yet we've still not seen anything of him. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, he felt like one of potentially like the marquee signings that Taylor would have yeah. been talking about. Like, like Stubbs, he's come from Fleetwood, young player from a Premier League academy. He's obviously got pedigree, um, but you know, through injury or whatever reason, he's he's had to drop down the leagues. If he's fit, like I don't know, like does does. Does Taylor go with with him and, and Ray, or does he go with those sort of naturally right-footed and left-footed centre-backs in Hartridge and, and Sweeney, potentially Ray or Stubbs in the middle? Um, yeah. Not forgetting that you've got Jordan Dyer sort of knocking around there as well. He's, I guess, hoping to, to push for minutes as well this season. Yeah, I think I think we have got we have got cover. I'd be surprised if Ray doesn't start. Yeah, he is the new signing. You know, it's one of the yeah. But I think if we're playing, considering that Stubbs hasn't appeared in pre-season, and if we do start five at the back, I'd be surprised if it isn't Hartridge, uh, Ray, and then Sweeney as the back yeah. three. Um, yeah, no, I agree. So is centre back. A position considering if we're if we're playing three centre backs and we've only got five centre backs, is that an area where you think that Matt Taylor might be looking to strengthen if any more players are to come in? When you think about sort of the yeah the sort of rule of two players for every position, maybe yeah maybe that might be like a, the the other thing watching Dieng's kind of signing video, he said that he can play centre back as well. So that might be figuring into Taylor's kind of thoughts there, whether it's a kind of marquee guy to come in or it's kind of like a kind of squad guy, maybe. But then I don't know what the, the money situation and whether you'd want to spend it five into three or whether you want to spend it elsewhere where there's more kind of obvious kind of squad holes kind of thing. I mean, bearing in mind as well, Pierce Sweeney kind of wasn't meant to be there. Yeah. So, and if you take Pierce Sweeney out of that sort of centre back group, you'd definitely be looking to recruit there. So maybe yeah. Matt Taylor sort of was already looking and had someone in mind. Um, yeah. So we might, I, I don't know, like, I feel like we might still see someone come in in terms of outfield positions. I've got a centre-back and potentially another player further up the pitch who might come in. We'll come to that in a minute. So you're saying if it is a three, Hartridge, Ray and Sweeney? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with that one. And then, like, Stubbs, if he's if when he's fit and in, and in form, like, yeah, might get into that. But, he, like, like we said about Taylor, it's more about winning the shirt kind of thing. So, like, we'll see if he's, like, if he does. Cool. Moving on to midfield then. And if we are looking at a back five, 
I guess really you're looking at well, in terms of proper central midfielders and not attacking midfielders because we'll come on to him, but I'm sure that Matt Jay is probably the first name on the on the team sheet at the moment. You've got two players there, two positions that you've got to fill. And we've got four central midfielders on the books at the moment. So Atangana, Dieng, Archie Collins and Harry Kite. Um, what what do you make of this one? I think you as I just said, you might you might see a combination of Dieng and Atangana. I'd be surprised if Co- Archie Collins doesn't start. But yeah. just like just because. Um so I you'd put I think first game of the season you're probably gonna see Atangana and Archie Collins. Yeah. But I think what might happen eventually is um like Dieng might force his way into the ca- that conversation and might take over from Atangana. Because mm-hmm. again, I don't actually think Asangana was supposed to be around last season either, was he? Really? Not really. He's fought his way kind of back into consideration here. He's done a bit of a, a Pierce Sweeney. Yeah. So it might end up with Collins and Diang, to be honest. Which, you know, is pretty good. That's a good league to centre midfield. Harry Kite in line for more minutes than what he got last season as well? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's more those minutes might start to come if, when there's injuries or there's kind of like like sub-appearances to kind of like save guys when you've got Saturday, Tuesday, back-to-backs kind of stuff. Whether he's ready for like starting League Two, who knows, he might be. But like at the moment, I think it'll be mainly like subs, sub-appearances and then probably starting in the League Cups. And like the Papa John's, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, attacking midfield, there's there's no point in having a conversation here because that's only one man, that's Matt Jay. That's Matt Jay. Um, Matt Jay, though, he's, <laughs> has he set himself up with sort of too much to do this season after what the heights that he reached last season? I mean, I think it'd be kind of unrealistic to expect him to have sort of another season quite like that one yeah so what was it 18 18 goals seven assists so my my working theory is that i don't think we can there's no way we can expect that season from him again but are we going to see a kind of like his goals go down but maybe noms goals Nom scores more than Bowman to equal out the amount of goals that go down from Jay because he can't replicate it again. Like there's also the the other thing that's happening here is that we scored a lot of goals last season. Mm. You know, it was, as being a City fan, it was actually quite fun to watch the sheer amount of goals that we were scoring. You know, put six past Colchester, five past Tramir, and um, we scored there are a lot of two twos that sort of stuff but yeah. that's that's the trouble those two twos cost us yeah. because in defense you know we didn't look as as resolute as perhaps we could you know at points we were playing like Hartridge who had barely any professional experience alongside Rory McArdle who yeah has moved on to pastures new mm-hmm. um so yeah defensively we looked a bit suspect does kind of 
as much as you're talking about the equaling out of sort of Jay's goals and Nom's goals potentially, is it about also equaling out score lines a bit and making sure that maybe we turn some of those tools into two one wins? Yeah, which is which is probably why not to kind of back us even more, but like it's probably why you could you're gonna see back fives with two deep set midfielders. And then it's gonna be a kind of like what do they call it? Void ball. So you've got like your defence and your defensive midfielders and your attackers and there's nothing in the middle. Yeah. And you've just got to get the ball, the defenders get the ball like to the attackers and then that's they attack and you defend. And it's just, there'll be just this massive, there'll be this void in the middle of the pitch that we don't go in because everything goes up the wings. Um, a bit like watching some of the old like Serie A football, like proper old school Italian kind yeah. of. Yeah, it'll be just like void ball basically, yeah. Um, so I can see that happening where Taylor kind of prioritises clean sheets and yeah. like kind of relies on Matt J, Nom to spark something to kind of like grab as a goal because you're just good rather than kind of like this, you know, free flowing kind of football kind of stuff that sets up these like five nils, six nils kind of stuff. I think it's going to be um, defence first plus relying on individual kind of magic kind of stuff to kind of get us and set pieces to get us to get us the wins. Cool. Um, moving on then, we've got two spots to fill. And here's where I'm going to be a bit controversial. I think that we play with two strikers um, ahead of Matt Jay because you've got potentially the wing-backs that are providing the width. So I think that we play with two strikers. Okay. And I can see Joel Randall maybe making a bit of a transition into a striker. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that. I can see that. He, like, certainly against some up up front together with Nom, because Nom's yeah. locked in. Like, he's not, like, if he's fit, he starts. Like, so you've got, so for that second position, you've got, what, Brown, um, Joe Randall, Ben Seymour, uh, Sonny Cox. We've actually got quite a bit of depth at striker. Um and even if you branch it out to like wide, wide midfielders, say um, you've got what you've got, um, Brown can play wide. You've got Joel Randall. Now this is where it starts to get a bit thin. So we've say got the we, new lad Coley. Yeah, we've got Coley. But, but yeah, no, I think you're right. This is this is kind of the other position I, I thought we might look at strengthening if there's yeah. budget left so what I found so he we brought in Wilmot on on loan last season and he got a new deal yeah no I saw that I was quite surprised at oh, that one what what I, happened there Newport have had a really funny transfer window actually kind of yeah. some of the players they've let go and or have moved on at the end of their contracts I should say but then some of the players that I've, I've been quite surprised they've offered deals to but I wouldn't be surprised if, like you, that was the that was the other bit, the other position. To so say, it doesn't really matter if we're gonna be if he, Taylor's gonna stick to five at the back and wing backs, 
or three at the back and wing backs, whatever, whichever way you want. But if he does want that option to play four three three or four four two or whatever, uh, more likely or more likely four five one, we kind we are kind of like sparse at attacking like left attacking right especially if injuries t- take hold or something like that. But like, because um, like we've got Josh Key and Jack Sparks can both play attacking wide midfield, but then then that means with... Lower, no cover at yeah, no back, cover yeah. at wing back or left back, full back. So like, yeah, I'd be surprised if if we don't bring someone in. Like hopefully this Coley guy is is good. Like everything points to him being quite good. He's quite young. Like um, Brown has looked decent in preseason, and like Joe Randall, you just want him to like continue his kind of trajectory, like from last season, because like last season was his first professional season. It like and he was ace, so. And he'll be Maybe. gutted the way that it ended as well for him with that injury. And I'm sure yeah. that he'll be wanting to come back. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's that's our starting lineup. And I've I've got it down as um a five two three, I guess, or well five three two. Um so Scott Brown in goal, Keen Sparks at right and left wing back, um Sweeney Ray and Hartridge as your centre backs, Collins Nat and Garner. Um, Jay in attacking midfield and Nom and potentially Joel Randall as uh, two two attacking players there. Um, so that's suspiciously paper. like, yeah, suspiciously like the starting level 11 from the other night, which you tweeted yeah. out. This will look like our starting 11 on first day. Yeah, I think that that's kind of everything's pointing to that. But you've got decent options there. Like you say with like Roe at left back, kind of Taylor will be saying to these players, like there's like show me the competition for the shirt yeah uh, go and prove yourself and, and you know win the spot you know that that's the kind of manager that, that Matt Taylor is and I'm sure that that's kind of what he'll be saying to those players so there are options there I mean you look at Caprice as well he'll be expecting to get minutes and stubs and, and whatever um cool um we're nearing the end of um this this preview podcast um, but I just wanted to, we've, we've jotted down some stuff. Um, Gabriel Sutton, friend of the pod, Gabriel Sutton, um, tweeted out some, well, he's been tweeting out some questions for EFL fans. One that, that caught the eye this week, um, he was asking for some predictions about um, young player of the, the year for the, the teams, a player returning for injury uh, and uh, a veteran, an older player um, for each team as well. Um, so I've had to think about this one. Um, I mean, young player. There's there's kind of only one player that that we've got to be talking about here, and that's got to be Sonny Cox, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be Sonny Cox. Um, the only other, the only caveat there would be, is he too young? And like, do you want to see? Could it be someone like you say, maybe Joel Randall moving a centre forward, and kicking on? Like, you know what I mean? Like and getting that and becoming a 10-goal 10, 10 striker. Almost like the, the the season that Ollie Watkins had before he yeah. moved, like that kind yeah, of yeah. season. That's yeah. kind of season. Can you can you expect that from him? Um, and, like, you know, everyone looks at goals, but can, 
you kind of look at maybe just like Jack Sparks reacting to like role being signed and going, no, this is my spot. Like I am a lead two left back. Doing like a, a, an Aaron Rodgers last season. Yeah. 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 No, I, this is an insult. I am the left back here. And the same, like Josh Key asserting himself kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the obvious thing is how is, is Sonny Cox and whether, um, yeah, whether he can kind of like light it up at League Two because he's got the potential, like the potential's there for him. Yeah, certainly. Um, injury then, and there aren't too many players that have really had injuries. I mean, Joel Randall had his season cut short by a few weeks um, with the, the hamstring, but I mean, I guess you've kind of got to go with Sam Stubbs for this one. Not that it's really a comeback. Yeah, it's not can't really call it a comeback if you've never really put you haven't actually played for us but like I suppose being risen from the dead somewhere outside a cat and fiddle like is a, is a kind of comeback yeah. Um, yeah and it'd be good like you know he's like you said he's coming with pedigree like it's a chance for him to kind of like resurrect <laughs> to resurrect his career um <laughs> So, yeah, no, it'd be good to see him kind of get some minutes for us and show us the player that he's supposed to be, kind of thing. And an old player, I mean, Scott Brown aside is a bit of an anomaly in, in goal at kind of semi-retirement age. Um, looking at the squad that we've got, we're actually really young this season. Yeah. Um, like even younger than last season. Even, yeah, even younger than last season. Um, and I think that the obvious one here, and they have a comeback, in himself, I think it's Nigel Atangana, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's Atangana. Um, like we said earlier, like the rumor was he was like being shown the back door, like, but you know, he re established himself, got into the side, played some minutes last season. Um, and he's kind of like the not a last man standing, but with Taylor leaving, um he's kind of had to, he's there in central midfield. Like, he's the guy now, like him and Archie Collins. We have brought Dieng in, who's 29, so I suppose he's he could count as old, I suppose. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic in midfield happens this season. But, yeah, other than the keeper, and, like, that's a kind of, like, old versus young battle there in the keepers, as in, can... Yeah. Can um, Harry Lee actually make that jump? Can he usurp? If we don't bring in another keeper, like can Harry Lee kind of usurp uh, Scott Brown and get like regular minutes this season? If he is like this good, like so, yeah, let's see. Um, but yeah, Asengana, like if we want to be like if what we suspect is true that like Taylor wants to like tighten, tighten the screws, tighten, like tighten up defensively this season, I think is going to be key to that. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Cool. I think that brings us pretty much to the end. Just mm. one last thing to do. And that's have a stab at predicting where we're going to end up this season. Um, last season, we weren't far off. We kind of said, maybe scraping into that last playoff position, maybe missing out, which eventually did happen. 
What do you see from this one? Well, last season, we kind of predicted like a real transitional year, didn't we? Like rebuild, squad rebuilding, like young, young people, like the, the young generation, young kids coming in. Who knows what could happen? It could go really well. It could go really badly. It went pretty well. We were in with like, like we faded badly towards the end and missed out on the playoffs. Um, probably deservedly in the end, to be honest. We just didn't convert enough draws into wins. Ultimately, I think, I think something, something similar. I think we're going to be like we're not going to go down because there's like at least four clubs that probably won't be in existence this time next year <laughs> by the end of the season. Yeah. So yeah. I think mean, you're looking at like the sort of size of club that Sutton United are coming up from non-league. I bet they can't believe their luck that like all these clubs around them are just kind of like burning to the ground um, yeah. and they've kind of I'm not I mean it's not easy at all to stay up but but they've got a decent chance of it um, yeah. and I might look stupid here they might set the league alight and kind of have a surprise you know top half finish or something but but yeah no you're absolutely right I mean you look at Swindon Rochdale Oldham there's some real kind of problem clubs as yeah. there are every year we would do this every summer we talk about clubs that are about to go to the wall um, yeah which but, is but yeah, yeah. Which we shouldn't because there's so much fucking money in football. Um, yeah. But <laughs> just, you kind of, you, you're like, oh, I wonder why. Like, and then you read the club statement, the chairman statement from Swindon and it's just, oh yeah, it's just run by morons. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, he like, so I think we're not going to go down. I don't, we're too good to be bottom half. I think we're going to be top half kind of like in and around the playoffs might scrape into the last position of the playoffs might kind of miss out kind of thing you know usual usual stuff I think I don't I think, think yeah. I don't think we'll be I don't think we'll be touching the automatics I think that that two point a game average it I'm probably it's just beyond us I think yeah no, I, think I think you're right I think you're right. I don't, we're nowhere near the top three teams in this division, but I think we're probably in the top eight or nine best teams in the division. That's, yeah. I think that that's fair. So I think you're right that, yeah, I think seventh is the aim, but I could, you know, I wouldn't be gutted if we just missed out on the playoffs again this season, because I think that, you know, we've, we've had a lot of squad turnover and like you say, we're even younger this season and another season in the legs of Alex Hartridge, Jack Sparks, potentially Sonny Cox. I mean, I don't think that Key and Randall and Collins will be here next season, but but there we go. Well, uh, who, yeah, let's see. Like, let's if, see. If, they're, if they have, if these guys have a couple of, like a couple of these guys have leaps, then we might be playoff bound like automatics because they might be that good like um but then you kind of realize that like we didn't make the automatics when we had Watkins yeah like Stockley Wheeler um More Taylor Morton yeah yeah Taylor, like um 
Jake Taylor in midfield. Jack Stacey. Yeah. So, you know, he, but then, although we did have the man, we did have Tisdale sabotaging it. So who knows, like, who knows if we'd have had a proper manager back then. But... And on that uh, note. <laughs> on that note. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like, playoffs, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Cool. Right, well, that's our that's our preview. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to, to getting back in the stadium and seeing the game against Bradford in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we'll try and... Like both of our jobs, it's 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 sad, but both of our jobs are not conducive to podcasting during the running. So, so um, we'll try and like like make the most of it while like and just keep doing these like regular, make the pods more regular during the season, and then do the best we can during the running. But like, yeah, we'll be back like regularly now. Um, from the start of the season kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, should be good. Grand. Cool. Roll on the, what is it, the 7th of August? Yes. Brilliant. Cool. Well, thanks, Tom. And, yeah, see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Man in the Lion Mask podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do give us a like and subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. You can now also listen to us on the Man in the Lion Mask app, where in addition to mine and Dom's dulcet tones, you can find lots of news and opinions and hopefully some guest content too. For all the details on how to download, just head to our Twitter page at Lion Mask Pod.